Good morning, everyone. On the line with me is Mary Peltola, who is soon to be sworn in as Alaska's Congresswoman. Good morning, Mary. Good morning, Kevin. Mary, where are you at? Um, I am in an uh, in a um, I'm getting a ride right now back to the what they call campus, the congressional campus, to go to an orientation. An orientation. <laughs> nice and. You'll be sworn in, too, tomorrow, right? That's correct. I'll be sworn in at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Clue us in a little bit on that process. How does it work to be sworn in? Well, um, I think that I'll be sworn in on the House floor, along with two other new members, both of whom are from New York State. And my family will be allowed in the gallery. My understanding is that it's family only because of COVID restrictions. Um, But there's also going to be a watch party in D.C. um, for anybody from Alaska who'd like to watch it um, here in Washington, D.C. And then there will be a reception afterwards for Alaskans. Now, Mary, we've seen your victory in this special election be referred to as an upset. I was curious if you might consider it an upset as well. Um, I, um, I I don't know if I would consider it, consider it an upset. You know, I had 10 years of working in the state Capitol building in the state house. I've, I'm a lifelong Alaskan. Alaskans have very long memories and, um, there's so few of us that we do tend to know one another, and I think that the people I worked with over the years um, may not have been as surprised as folks were across the lower 48. And how does it feel knowing that you'll be sworn in as Alaska's first woman representative to Congress, as well as the first Alaska Native? Well, that certainly hadn't been the impetus for running. I, I that really hadn't occurred to me until until the press mentioned it. Um, I am also German American as well as Yupik, and I tend to see myself as double. And I really just see myself as an Alaskan more than um, coming from a certain ethnicity or political party or geographic region. I think most Alaskans just see themselves as Alaskans. We had a. We had a state representative here in the program praise that you have lived experience here in the state. How will that play into your service to Alaska, do you think? Well, I, I think that's very nice of, of the person to say that. I, I do have a lot of lived experiences in Alaska. I grew up in very small rural villages. Um, I grew up dependent on salmon. I was raised mushing dogs and um, working out in the elements, I was very fortunate to have been given the opportunity by the people of the Yukon Kuskokwim Delta to represent them in the legislature. So I have um, extensive public service and uh, experience with public policy. So I think that all of those lived experiences will all come in uh, very handy as I'm uh, working my way through the legislative process here in Washington, D.C., but while you're learning that process, you're you're still running uh, for for the for these races. We're using ranked choice. 
Would you say that's changed how you approach campaigning? I don't think it's necessarily changed how I personally would have run my campaign. I don't tend to uh, be drawn to divisive issues or talk about things that I fear or worry would cause more division than unity. I tend to not be interested in making personal attacks on Alaskan leaders. I have a great deal of respect for the folks that are also running in this race, families and their supporters. I think that regardless of who wins this race coming up in November, we will all be working together uh, the rest of our careers and lives. So I just think it's really important to make sure you're maintaining positive relationships, even with the people that you might be competing with or not agree with on everything. And from back when you ran for the legislature to this new system, how does it compare? Well, in the, when I ran in the state for the state legislature, I ran in a um, region where I even even after my freshman term, I didn't have an opponent, and that is completely different than um, the highly competitive race that this that the special started out being with forty eight candidates interested in this job. So they are completely different. In, in so many ways. And the results of that special election have been intriguing to study. What were some of your takeaways on where the votes ultimately fell and where they were distributed? Well, I recognize, I'm the first to recognize that my win was a somewhat comfortable margin, but it was only 5,000 people. And that says to me that I need to do um, much more work connecting with Alaskan voters, hearing what's on their mind, reassuring people that I do intend to work for all Alaskans, regardless of where, what region you're from or what your ethnic background is. And I do need to spend much more time in the Matsu Valley. I need to spend more time in the Fairbanks area as well as the Kenai Peninsula. And... How much of a role did bipartisanship play, do you think? I think bipartisanship made all the difference. I think there's such an appetite in Alaska for people who are willing to work with other Alaskans, regardless of their party. I think that our nation's tenor has become so polarized and divisive, and I think most people are tired of it. And I, I do think it had a lot to do with how how the numbers shook out. And we saw some comments about the ranked choice voting system itself, and I wanted to ask you, what would you say to those that say this new system is not good or or rigged? Well, I didn't see the same kind of comments after the first jungle primary when people, when, you know, my fellow candidates made it into the top four, there weren't the indictments on the ranked choice voting. But um, I think it's noteworthy that when the outcome isn't what they may have predicted, there are um, a lot of, you know, complaints and heartburn over the system. Mm. 
And so it's not the system itself, you're saying? Well, I just, I think that the system is, it works well. The majority of the time, the person with the most votes is able to um, capture the seat. I think that ranked choice voting gives voters the opportunity to uh, vote with their heart for the person that they want the most and then have some backup choices. But I, I remain optimistic about ranked choice voting and it and the system helping us attract more moderate candidates who can speak directly to Alaskans who are predominantly moderate. Well, Mary, since you're in a car ride on the way to the new campus for your orientation, is there any words you'd like to share with us before you're... Well, Kevin, yeah, yes. Kevin, I just want to, sh- to say and share that this is such an honor. This is the honor of a lifetime to come in and fill Congressman Don Young's term, fill in the remainder of his term, and I, it's been very humbling and I just appreciate all the folks of Alaska allowing me to, to work for them in this way. I really appreciate the folks across Southeast Alaska who supported me. I think that um, with just a 5,000-vote lead, Southeast support really was my margin. And I am very grateful, and I will work as hard as humanly possible for the people of Southeast and across the state of Alaska. Well, thank you for being on the program today, Mary. Thank you, Kevin.